Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson. We're at Conduit Coffee, back in the usual recording space. So, so we're, what are we doing, Joseph? I can't talk and do this at the same time. That's correct. We, uh, <laughs> we're kind of chasing down a little theory that I've been toying around with, and which we've talked about with for a while, which is uh, having to do with the importance of the brew temperature, or the temperature of water when you brew. Which matters a lot, we know that. It does matter a lot. And um, what we the, the thing that we're playing around with is this idea that is is the idea that um, you have to have your water between like 200, 202 and two hundred and five degrees Fahrenheit is the ideal range, and that if you if you brew with boiling water, you're going to burn your coffee and blah blah blah. Well, I, I... see, I, I disagree with that now as well. I, I I have to admit that originally I had this. This uh, this thought as well, this, I don't know, misconception, opinion, whatever. It's what a lot of people say, don't burn your coffee. Right. Uh, maybe it's a carryover from tea. Um, you might have some ideas about it being... I have some ideas. Espresso. I feel like we should brew it and maybe talk about it. Yeah. After, so we'll, um, we'll get into that. So. And I'm gonna, I want to throw in another variable as well, and that is just like, off, too cool of water. Too, put too that, cool of water. Just to right. prove that point. So, yeah, what we're going to do uh, in order to explore that and also the effects of water temperature in general is we're brewing three different V60s today. Uh, one is going to be brewed at kind of a standard 200, 202 degrees temperature. Uh, another one's going to be brewed just off boiling. So we're going to boil the water, take the kettle off, and brew right away. Yeah, it's set at 211. It's about as high as it gets on the kettle. So it's... Okay. We're using electric kettles here. Yep. So... Um, Thank you, Bonavita. Close enough. Uh, yes, thanks to Bonavita for those kettles. And then we're going to brew a third one at 190 degrees uh, so that we can explore a very obvious... I mean, we know it's going to be a very obvious difference. Maybe... We I, think it is, but... We think it is. That's true. So much in coffee seems obvious, and it turns out to be something different. I just feel like throwing out the other variable just to make sure that, like, we can kind of cover that spectrum, maybe open up them, get some more questions for people if they have them, about just too cool a water. I mean, we say it all the time, like, brewing temperature matters a lot, and I think that we've talked about just the things that don't get hot enough will affect that, and there's a lot of science. But I am curious, because I I have to say, like, I have never set these kettles at 212 (laughs) degrees. Okay. Um, like I just because that's just yeah. too hot and kind of. I've been so I brew at home. I use a fellow kettle on a stove, so I don't use an electric kettle at home. Easy enough for me to boil the water. Right. And what I've been doing for the past several months since I tried this out, and like the fellow kettle has a thermometer on it, and when I first got it, I would get it into the and it cho- tells shows you the range. I would get into the range and then brew with that and try to keep it in that range. I I started getting tired of like constantly trying to do that, and I would just boil the water and pour it right away. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't tell the difference. They hold enough heat, and it, and it gets off boiling so fast yeah. down, but they hold enough heat, especially at sea level here. Like to, That's true. Um, uh, so um, uh, Jesse's going to start yeah. pouring here. You I'm going to give me the beep on the timer. I'm going to do a couple oh, handed pour. Oh, I've got the timer. All right. Yeah, just uh, I'll start pouring at the same time. I All need right. two hands. I'm going to go uh, kind of in a you know, podcast-worthy elaborate pour. On yep. Two at a time. Yep. Left hand, right hand. Left hand, right Four, hand. Four-six method. <laughs> Uh, All the words. Some of the last of the beautiful Peru as well. Yes. All right, give me go. One, two, three, start. And now we're brewing. Uh, I'm going to say a couple other things, and then we will uh, pause while we finish the brew. Um, I won't be saying anything because I can't do it at the same <laughs> yes, time. Yes, you concentrate on the brewing. Uh, here's <laughs> the timer. <laughs> so, like I said, I've been doing I've been doing the high sort of let's call it higher temperature brew for a while, uh, knowing that. And, and I did want to say this, 
This is important with lighter roasted coffees. Definitely. Uh, when you get into like dark roasted coffees, uh, sometimes you might actually find it, this is in my experience and maybe another experiment we do another time, but I find that you, you may want a lower temperature. Um, I mean, you're kind of speaking my jam here and I wish I could talk more. <laughs> we will, well, we will talk more after uh, you're done brewing. Um, but so I've been doing this high temperature right off the boil for a while. And um, I, I just really wanted to do a side-by-side -side comparison so we can just say, yes, this is how it tastes. Right. Or, you know, there's, maybe we'll find there's no difference. Maybe we'll find there's slight difference. But I want to see and just have, you know, once and for all, this is how it is. Uh, so that's what we're bringing uh, Good luck with that. Thank you. Yes. I think the once and for all is probably the scariest proposition in coffee. That is, that is. Once and for all is going to be the best latte. <laughs> once and for all today. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it changes tomorrow. All right. We're going to finish brewing, and then we come back to you on the show. Be right back. Now we've brewed everything up. We've got a, we've got a brew at 190. We've got a, a brew at 200, and a brew at uh, just off boiling. And um, we're going to taste them soon. Uh, we're kind of actually letting them cool a little bit so that we can we can taste them better. It's always a good idea to let coffee cool a little bit to taste it. I'm gonna start pouring yeah. them though, just so they All cool right. off in our cups. That's so. a good call. Uh, while you're doing that, would you like to talk a little bit about the importance of temperature in brewing? Absolutely. Or did we cover that? Uh, I mean, I think it's one of those those topic areas that we can just talk about forever. That's true. Um, and we, we did kind of start touching on how the roast level of your coffee can matter. Well, right, I mean, coffee is essentially mostly water. And so the temperature of how that all extraction, um, the temperature and then... Right, a brewed cup of coffee has, what is it, uh, less than one and a half percent of it is solids from the actual coffee? Right, except maybe like a French press or something like that. Right. It's goofy. That's good. I mean, I think that the, the thing to remember is that the water is the main source of all the reaction for all the all the extraction that chemical reaction so um there's a lot having to do with the grind size and the amount of surface area that you've released and created for that reaction to happen and then there's um there's the roast degree and how accessible a lot of that material is in the cell structure um but then temperature is the big one because a lot of um components of the coffee that we love really need uh both temperature and time to to brew properly right um and so fats and oils and some of those you know kind of heavier things take a few few minutes to brew mm -hmm. you know um unless you're in an espresso but they take um they take also temperature to get up there and so that's often a problem well, which it, is kind of why i insisted the, on doing the acid the acids especially um like the brighter flavors in coffee require higher temperature which is why yes and no brew, it's interesting but cold brew is a thing Cold, cold brew, thing, you, yeah. You miss out on well, a lot of like interesting, complex, brighter taste in coffee. That's true, and that's kind of that because it ends up being a little bit more softer in that regard. But I think I think what it is is that um, actually that a lot of the acids and the salts are pretty easy to to extract from coffee pretty quickly <laughs> okay. um, because they're a little bit more water soluble. But they're not quite as accessible, especially the acids, like the the mm. origin characteristic acids that are in there, the citric acids and the natural flavor. On a really light roast, that cell structure is just a little too dense. And so it just requires a higher temperature to get into the coffee a little bit more, is my understanding. Fascinating. Um, just like everything in coffee, I mean, there's always exceptions of different types of acids and different types of roast degree and different quantities of them and stuff like that. But um, Right. So... Um 
We uh, we brewed up the what's the this Peru again? Did we mention? Oh, the, we did not mention that we said Peru, but this is the literally the very last few brews of the Ellie Cruz Lopez this nice. year. So the interview with James back in April, mm-hmm. um, and that wonderful coffee. So yeah. I think I even have a stamp here that says something like "another bittersweet goodbye to a beautiful coffee" or something like that, with the intent of like putting on the oh, put very it on last, last bags. bags yeah. of, oh, that that's actually pretty cool. Um, I like that. I figured idea. it was better to send an email to the accounts and let them know that was the last bag. Oh yeah. I, 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 that's, this is totally another subject and maybe we'll touch on it at some point, but just the, just the idea that, um, that, you know, coffee ends. Yeah. Like the uniqueness of a coffee ends. Right. And that's one of the things that makes it taste so darn good is that you only get it for a certain amount of time. Exactly. And I, and that's true with all produce, you know? So when the, when the season ends for tomatoes here in Washington, like there's still tomatoes available elsewhere in the world, you know, but that's that debate about, you know, getting yeah. tomatoes from Mexico and stuff like right. that. So, you know, the season ends in coffee. So there's obviously still coffee going, but you'll, um, you'll get Peru the next year, but it's not going to taste the same as this Peru. It'll, I mean, it may, this is the second year we bought this coffee. Yeah. So it definitely has a lot of similar characteristics, similar characteristics. Um, yeah. but it is, it is, I mean, that's a let's touch back on that on yeah. another episode because yeah, I think seasonality in coffee is fascinating, and I have some friends that would love to talk to us about when coffee is available. So getting into the coffees that we have, oh, I'm noticing the that difference. they taste, they look different. What? Yeah, that's wild. The hottest one is the weakest one. It's not even the one that weak. I'm not sure is weak the right name. I think it's got more. I think it's got. I mean, more, weak is what uh, I'm just saying because I'm looking yeah. at it. and It looks just kind of wimpy. To me, it looks <clears throat> cloudier. Let me come from your perspective. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I've I've got some bright be lights behind. From where you are too. Like so, we're we're looking at these. Uh, we actually ended up brewing V60s into some French presses because just uh, French I press just containers. I just think that even down the line, yeah, all three of them, like the 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 heaviest temperature one, the 212, mm-hmm. just off boiling, is lighter color than. The but, middle one and lighter color than the other one. See, what I'm wondering though is, it, is it is it that way because there's more of some kind of solid in there that's reflecting light out more than the others? That's just what I'm wondering. I don't know. Let's go to taste. It's certainly in the cups. It looks it is because look at this: lighter, medium, darker. Or is this just the? Am I just imagining this? Is this the angle? Because because the 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 lowest temperature one to me looks visually the darkest. I don't know what that means. Uh, to me, I, think, I even think that the color of our cups look different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yours have a blue stripe and mine are solid white. Thank you. Can you see that? Thank you for that. I know. I... Third crack level comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but no, here's the thing. Okay, so I think I'm, I think I'm actually onto something here. So the, the hottest one, we haven't gotten to smelling or tasting yet, but the hottest one it has more in it, so it's reflecting more light off. And the middle one is kind of in between these two. The lowest temperature one is looking darker because the light is penetrating further into it. Right, so you know what that could be. And here's my hypothesis. Yeah, please. And I don't know if we'll actually be able to prove much yeah. of this. Uh-huh. But I would say that, I think you're right. I mean, it does look just viscosity-wise, it looks thinner on the lighter one. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if we could measure uh, like TDS of a... <laughs> like if we had the resources for a TDS meter? <laughs> That's a really cheap thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. I've always wanted one. <laughs> you guys should sign up for a Patreon, because that's the kind of swag and the kind of oh, gear yeah, that please. we want to get. Um, I think, so let me, let me drop the punchline here. Yep. I'm going to say that the fats and the sugars that take a higher temperature to dissolve are going to, you're going to have more of that in mm-hmm. the hotter the hotter brew than the 20 degrees lighter. on the. Okay. I might be imagining this. Degree. I just took a smell through the, through the three. 
the lower temp and the mid temp one smell very similar. The higher temp one, I got something extra. I don't want to say it just yet. Maybe you st- maybe you take a smell. I have the advantage of having these full French presses. That's true. In this stage, I actually call them like face guards. For actually, I'm kind of smelling a, face a little I, bit in the. I'm not sure if I'm imagining it now. Should we do some now, slurps and come back to that? Yeah, I think we should. So, uh, but Let's I'm going to say what I'm smelling. Go for it. I want to say what I'm smelling. So, um, there's like the rich chocolatiness that I've. I mean, and that's part of this is the influence of how I've been drinking this coffee, and that's like one of my favorite aspects. Well, we love this coffee because of um, milk chocolate. Like, yeah, that's every year. In the hottest one, though, I'm, I'm getting a lot of spice that I'm not smelling in the other. So yeah, I'm going to start with the hot one. So what I was going to say, because I have the advantage of stiffing mm-hmm. my face right in the French presses, mm-hmm. the carafes, um, I notice a huge difference between the hot and the cold one, mm-hmm. and I feel like the middle one smells the best. Definitely, I think, am, am I tasting a difference between these two? Am I tasting more in the hotter one than in the middle one the um the cooler one the one at 190 is definitely missing a layer of sweetness and richness that the other two have i think um you said the middle one's missing i I think the the cooler one the 190 i think is missing a layer of richness and sweetness like it, it it comes off it almost hits me a little sour like i want to come back to that Okay. Um, especially as it cools down, I, what sure. what you're saying with that sour is absolutely there in the cool one, and that's um, the middle one. Is good milk chocolate. Tastes pretty balanced. But just the difference between the cool one and the middle one, mm-hmm. and I would say even the well, I'd say the difference in the like that acid, that weird little bitter yeah. sour side is just not there, like it is on the cool one. Right. Like yeah. Just, no. It's like it's completely like the sweetness comes in mm-hmm. and balances it out, and you don't get that at all. Hot one's good too. Yeah, I'm trying to find the differences. Like they they taste slightly different. The off boiling and the, the I can't quite put one. a finger on it. Let's start off with the the 190. So we knew, or we we hypothesized, we believed that the 190 temperature one would show us a big difference with the other two. Right. And I think we can see that. Uh, yeah. It's missing. A layer of sweetness to me, uh, and it has this kind of sour quality to it. Tastes kind of salty. Um, and sour, sour is usually a mark of uh, under extraction. And it makes sense that if you need heat to fully extract a coffee, then not getting enough heat would lead to an under extraction. That makes sense to me. I've I've never looked at too. I haven't looked too much at the balance of. Oh uh, yes, this is the coffee compass. Undistracted. There's co- there's sour. Have yeah. you ever seen the coffee compass yep, before? Yeah, I have. Okay, uh, this is put together by Barista Hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Matt Berger over there. Yeah. Um, we'll link to this in the. It's a really great thing. I just put it off this, their website, but it is, okay. just gives you a way to make yeah. your coffee better. Yeah, because I well, I think one of the I just this I wrote a little <laughs> thing for the next issue that's coming out about quickly improving your your brew and identifying the taste characteristics that will tell you what wasn't or what you can fix in your brew, I think is a really, really good skill if you, you know, if you want to be good at doing that kind yep. of thing. Um, coffee compass can help. The coffee compass. Totally. Uh, this is all based on like a consistent temperature though. That's true. You know, so they don't have a information on here about. That's true. But I think, I think we're right in that because I mean, oh, we totally we're are. talking about heat as part of, you know, you extract more with more heat. So, you know, 
if you're if you're coming up with a sour cup, it's possible that you know your temperature could be could be uh, the culprit. They're definitely kind of evening out between the hot ones mm-hmm. and the 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 middle and the hot one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what I was gonna say is even I have this is still probably five degrees under. Like when I brew coffee, mm-hmm. ordinarily I have it set about two hundred five. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I would say that someplace in between these is kind of the optimal. Yeah, where it's just it's gonna end up anyways pretty yeah. much when you're I think uh, I think I am liking the hottest one best, uh, hmm. if only slightly. I tend to like a more like it just it feels like it has more sweetness. Um, more taste. I don't it know. might be. It could be, be just fun to my experiment perception. with that a little bit more. Um, yeah. Could you, be that you really wanted to, but it certainly it's true. not burned. Do you feel like we can say that it's a fine guideline to say just just boil the coffee and brew off the boil at sea level? Sure. I guess if you're if you're in uh, Denver and you're brewing off the boil, what is it, it's like two hundred and two degrees or something so like yeah. that. So you definitely want to you brew just it boil all, the boil. all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> just keep and that. yeah, Boxcar Coffee in Denver—they have their uh, Cowboy Coffee. They make it, and it's sort of like a French press, but it sits in a heating element yeah. and keeps it at 204 degrees for the whole brew That's cycle. Wild. Yeah, I think we—I think maybe we touched on that in a previous episode. I've always been enamored with it. But uh, that's a, that's a pretty interesting phenomenon, not being at sea level. But one of the myths on this that we're myths on this that we're thinking about was: Does it burn the coffee? Is it a right. bad thing to put too hot a coffee in there? Too hot a water for too yeah. hot a water. Yeah. And this is this is for brewed coffee. So one of the things we mentioned earlier is that um, what you were what you were telling to me as we were talking about this idea is that uh, this is probably not the case with espresso. Espresso has so many dynamics. I always say it's like taking all the variables of brewed coffee and put it into a pressure cooker. And yeah. so because you have 125 PSI, then that extraction can happen in a faster amount of time, just like a pressure cooker. So you get the fats and the sugars and stuff out without a three-minute to five-minute brew mm-hmm. because of that pressure, um, which is what's kind of remarkable about it. But, I mean, as far as burning the coffee, I mean, I'm not sure where that myth really came from with coffee. I think I think if you use too hot a water with espresso, mm-hmm. it just you're going to get kind of a weird bitter edge, and you're not necessarily going to get some of the acidity yeah. that you need. But I'm um, also I think a lot of it might come from people that um, like the the actual espresso head group head gets too hot, uh-huh. and when the coffee grounds come in contact with the surface, that's you know 240 degrees or something like that can scorch them again just like a grinder can overheat oh, when yeah. it's burning that's and, an interesting so, interesting thought um, but that's that's almost never gonna that's never gonna be the case for someone who's brewing coffee at home because you're not brewing so many espressos that your right group head's getting to be you know <laughs> 240 degrees or whatever i guess i guess what i would say is uh you know you're you're brewing your coffee filtered whatever just boil the water right. and try it out even if you haven't if you've been you know, like diligently using you know a thermometer just forget it just boil the water in it because i don't you might surprise yourself with with something totally and i think that that's part of that superstition that i talk about a lot in coffee is like if you just sort of do the same thing every time and it's pretty good it's going to be great if you're doing the same thing every time then you can adjust it so if like i don't know if we always boiled with 212 degree water then maybe we would use slightly coarser grind um, oh, one thing we didn't mention on this when we were doing the V60s, when we were pouring it through, and I think we got some decent pictures of it, was mm-hmm. that the actual grounds looked like they sat better the hotter the water got. Oh, that's Remember true. Remember that? Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the pucks or whatever left in the, yeah, the, in the filters? Yeah, the ground bed of the hottest one was perfectly flat. Yeah. Uh, and then of the medium one had a, was a little bumpy, and then the cooler one was like just look lumpy yeah completely lumpy i don't and know that might have something to do also with old older coffee makers uh mr coffee machines and stuff like that that don't get hot enough and they tunnel more and so the water mm-hmm. doesn't get suspended you know because if it's not hot enough to the, interact with the fats then it's going to just 
pull through the grounds faster potentially. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think definitely what all this little yammering underlined again is that you've got to get your water over 200 degrees. Absolutely, at least. Like, you just have to. And yeah. that's otherwise, you're going to wonder why all this new wave coffee just tastes like bitter, sour cough drops. Yep. So, use hot water. Don't worry about burning it and uh, have some fun. And be careful. It's still hot water. Oh. So, we'll share some of the stuff we uh, talked about in the show notes. Then there'll be extended show notes. And, yep. of course, our after show, The Third Crack. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Coffee Come Radio. find us there. Uh, Instagram starting up soon. Yep. It's going to be hilarious. Hilarious. So many pictures of this ugly gray table. Yep. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yep. we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. Cheers. Clink. This has been Joseph. And Jesse. With Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show and sign up for our email newsletter. Also, check out our new Patreon. Links for the Patreon and shows can be found at coffeeloversradio.com. You can get basic show notes for this show at coffeeloversradio.com. And on our Patreon, you'll be able to find expanded show notes and other fun stuff, too. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Coffee Lovers Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. Say hello and listen to our after show. The The Third third crack. Crack!